Welcome to the Agents of Innovation Podcast. Where we feature conversations with entrepreneurs, philanthropists, and artists. Hello and welcome to the Agents of Innovation Podcast. I am your host, Francisco Gonzalez, and I want to welcome you to episode 28. We're going to feature an interview with musician Matt Hires. Matt is based in Nashville, Tennessee, um, but, but was actually born in Orlando, where I currently live, uh, but grew up in Tampa. And we're going to hear from Matt. I uh, was able to interview him recently when he was here in Orlando. And we'll hear from him in just a few moments. But for those of you joining the podcast, I just want to uh, say thank you. Uh, I know many people have listened since we started this almost two years ago. And we're making a lot of great inroads and improvements and uh, really just uh, continuing to have a lot of exciting guests that I learned from and I hope you learn from too. If this is your first time listening to the Agents of Innovation podcast, I encourage you to uh, go back and subscribe if you like what you hear. Um, we're going to introduce you to other artists like Matt, but we're also going to introduce you to entrepreneurs and philanthropists and people just doing cool, innovative things uh, out in the community, out in the world. And uh, it's it's really just great. You know, um, I know a lot of you, like me, kind of get turned off by a lot of divisiveness you see on television or, you know, whether it's the media or whether it's just, you know, people uh, being divisive about a lot of different things. But the one thing I, I, I don't like about the news is there's so much negativity. And, and certainly there's a lot of crazy things going on in our world that we should be uh, excited about sometimes. But I really like to highlight the positive things, the people like Matt Hires who are out there, um, you know, being very entrepreneurial, creating amazing music. And, you know, if you listen to Matt's full album, it really has something to say about America and society. And I think it has a lot of deep meanings and deep things to uh, to think about and listen to and really just appreciate uh, the diversity in our culture. Um, so anyway, I encourage you to listen to his full album. We'll get a little snippet from it uh, with a song at the end of this podcast episode. Uh, however, um, we also have a new Instagram account. If you go to Instagram, uh, the uh, account name is Innovation Radio. So I encourage you to go to Instagram and follow Innovation Radio. We'll have some great posts and exciting updates about some of the current, upcoming, and past guests that have been on this program. Uh, in addition, if you're on Twitter, follow us at Agent Innovation. And if you're on Facebook, uh, go to the search bar and type in Agents of Innovation Podcast, and you can follow on Facebook. So lots of great ways for you to um, stay clued in. But most importantly, don't forget to go to your podcast app on your iPhone or your Stitcher app on another device. And however you're listening to this, hit, click subscribe so you'll get the automatic updates on future episodes. We also have a blog post that we post um, and we'll link it on all the social media uh, for every episode. So you'll see a little um, article written about Matt, for example, um, after this episode airs. And uh, hopefully, uh, maybe some of you actually came here uh, to this episode uh, through that post. Uh, but I just want to thank you for listening in. If you have any comments, feedback, uh, hit us up on all those social media sites. If you have any guests that you want to recommend or just anything uh, that you think could uh, make this podcast uh, better, always have open ears here. So anyway, I want to thank you for joining us and looking forward to another great episode.
Okay, I want to welcome to the Agents of Innovation podcast, Matt Hires. Matt is a musician uh, from the Tampa area originally, uh, born in Orlando though, I'd like to recognize that, but uh, now now lives in Nashville, uh, uh, Tennessee. Uh, Matt, welcome to the podcast. Thank you. Uh, well, I saw Matt perform last night here in Orlando uh, as we're recording this podcast, um, and uh I first saw him the very first time back in 2011 on the rock boat. Yeah. Um, so, um, but it was nice, you know, uh, I still have your tunes in my iPhone and listen to them uh, once in a while, but um, it was nice to kind of see you available to listen to live here in Orlando and uh, 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 with played with our, our friend J.D. Iker, who we've also had on the Agents of Innovation podcast as well. Um, but uh, yeah, what was it like being back in uh, Florida? It's good. I've I've found. I think I mentioned this last night. I found that I've lost my ability to um, to deal with the Florida heat as well as I used to. Something about being away for two and a half years. Yeah, and it's only uh, May, uh, so we're gonna bring you back in like July or August. Um, but I mean, Nashville gets pretty much just as hot and humid, but it doesn't last as long. So, so you've been in. You grew up in Tampa, uh, but you've been in Nashville a little over two years now. Yeah, right. right? Mm-hmm. I moved up at the very end of 2014. So. And um, uh, you've now also been married for what did I hear? Nine years. Nine years. Yeah. So, and you're only 31. 31. Yeah. So, um, so I want to get a little bit at your story too. Uh, we, you, you know, we were talking earlier, but the, you know, for our listeners here. Um, I know you grew up in Tampa, graduated high school there, started, where did you, uh, where did your education take you after that? So I actually, so I, I homeschooled for like all of from like kindergarten all the way through high school. And then I, um, my intention, original intention after high school was to go to, I want to go to military school. I want to go to West Point. Um, and through like a bunch because West Point really likes to know where you rank in your class and stuff and since I was homeschooled um, they didn't have that kind of information so I was going to go to a military prep school for a year and then they were probably going to accept me after that depending on how that went and so I I went to um, like ROTC boot camp and kind of decided you know what this military thing might not be for me (laughs) and so I um I finished it, but then after that, I decided um, I decided I didn't know what I wanted to do. Um, so I went back home and um, went to community college for like a year and a half. And over that time, I started like playing in a band with some friends and writing songs and stuff. And after that year and a half, I decided to give the music thing a go. So when did you uh, like first in your life like start playing music or learning music? Um, I mean, my parents tried to get me to learn piano when I was probably like 10 years old or something. And I, as they told me, then I wish I had stuck with it. Um, but it's kind of like learning a language or something like that. It's like, I always compare like learning a language to like instruments and stuff. Like I love live music. You see a guitar over here. Uh, uh, but the they're only signed. I don't play them. So um, I yeah. Between learning languages and, and learning music, I feel like that's something easier. Young. Yeah, and learning piano is like learning Latin or something. It can help you with a bunch of different languages. Um, but I started playing bass when I was twelve, I guess, and that was like my main instrument for a while until I started wanting to write songs, which was kind of hard to do just on a bass. So I started teaching myself to play guitar at that point. So you did that, but did you ever like perform for anyone live or? Um... So that 
that aspect of like what I do was the thing that was hardest for me to get into because I'm, I'm like an introvert and I wasn't the type of person who wanted to who like gravitated toward the, being on stage and in front of people and stuff but really a lot of it was like m my brother had heard my songs and stuff and whenever like friends were over and stuff he'd be like hey Matt you should play some songs and so that actually kind of got me um sort of used to playing in front of people and then when I was his older brother yeah okay and how many siblings do you have just him just him okay mm -hmm. uh well that's cool um well, I like to. Yeah, I'm, I'm the oldest, so I like to think okay. I've, I've encouraged my younger brothers yeah. to, to do things uh, if they're listening to this. But um, uh, well, that's cool. So you, so then you, you went to, um, you, you decided. First of all, what, what what brought your interest in possibly going to West Point or into the military? Did you have any military background in your family, or just an interest? Just an interest, really. Um, I don't know. There was a lot of. I mean, I was. A lot of it was like post 9-11 stuff, I think. Um, yeah, and you were like 18, yeah, and uh -huh. kind of doing that. Seven, and you were yeah, at 17. 17, you were homeschooled, and mm -hmm. uh, just that was kind of the next step for you. Yeah, and I think a lot of it was because, like being honest, I really had no idea what I wanted to do, so it's like, I, I'll do the military, but I'll do like the education part of the military, like right, what's right. point education and stuff. Well, um, uh, it's funny, one of our, uh, uh, previous uh, guest on the on this podcast just a few episodes ago actually went to the Naval Academy at okay. Dan Lesniak so um, but anyway um, so getting back to that you came back uh, you went to community college in Tampa yeah and then you um, tell me where you where you went with your education and where you decided to kind of move on and do a little more focus on music and what were you studying there originally uh, mass communications okay well I guess you were doing a little mass communication last night when I yeah. saw you so <laughs> uh, Mass is a little strong, <laughs> too strong of a word. Um, but yeah, so then I started playing um, in a band with like some friends, and we toured around Central Florida for a few years. Did you guys have what was the name of your band? Oh, uh, it was bad. It was <laughs> we were called Brer, Brer, like, like Brer Rabbit. Yeah, Are you yeah. A, a Splash was, Mountain fan. Well, I grew up like reading those stories and stuff, and I, we heard it meant like brother, and oh, it was okay. it was a bad name. <laughs> So you did that for a little while, and then um, at what point did you kind of did you venture out, you know, as a solo artist? Yeah. So we, after a few years, we sort of parted ways, and I started doing the solo thing. And um, had this was during the the age of MySpace, and I had some of my songs up on there. And somebody like randomly from Atlantic Records heard um, heard my song "Honey, Let Me Sing Your Song" and really dug it. And so I ended up getting signed with the label. I actually got. Signed. I, I proposed to my wife, and then got contacted by somebody at the label, and then I we got married, and I signed to the label like a week later. So all that wow. sort of happened at the same time. So yeah, a big uh, big life change. Uh, yeah. at all that, and what were you when you got married? About twenty two. Twenty two. Yeah. Yeah. So um, so then you. What was it like? Um, so you got signed. What were some of the commitments you had, and what was you know some of the opportunities that the the label presented? Yeah, I mean, we sort of got to work right away on um, on making the the first album that I put out with them. I made it out in in Los Angeles um, with this guy Eric Ross, who had produced like Sarah Bareilles' first album and a bunch of like Tori Amos stuff, and um, it was great. I made pretty much everything I put out on Atlantic I made with Eric, and he's a great producer, a great dude. But it was fun. That first 
year. So we had just gotten married and my wife was teaching at the time. And so she had the summer off. And so I was um, out in Los Angeles for, I think I was out there a total of four months, but she was able to spend like all summer out there with me too, which was, which was great. But yeah, we sort of worked on that album and it took a while to actually, for them to actually put it out. It was like probably from the time we started the album till it came out, it was like a year and a half or so. Um, but during that time I started touring a lot and they were able to get me on a bunch of good tours um, and started kind of building up a good fan base. So who were some of the um, artists you, did, I assume you shared stages with and opened or maybe some festivals, things like that? Yeah, um, I'm trying to think. It was like the very first big nationwide tour I did was with Eric Hutchinson, um, which was still one of my favorite tours. One, because it was like the first and I was super excited to travel around and stuff. And uh, we were on a bus. We were like sharing a tour bus. I sort of like... I feel like I went backwards in my touring. The first couple tours I did, I was able to, because I was solo acoustic, I was able to like ride on the bus with the, the headlining act and then I like downgraded to <laughs> driving around in a car and stuff. Um, but yeah, it was fun. I did that and then, I mean, I toured with like Need to Breathe and later on like Matchbox 20 and um, Tyrone Wells, Stephen Kellogg, and all these. Nice. Those are some artists. of my favorite guys, especially from um, some of those eras. And I mean, Need to Breathe now is really blowing up. Yeah. Um, well, uh, um, yeah. And then I saw you on the Rock Boat, which went out of Tampa that year, I think. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And then, um, uh, you know, now you've been touring. You know, it's funny. So one thing I was going to ask you is you talked about MySpace. <laughs> and I remember when that was like the best thing about MySpace. I mean, yeah, you could connect with friends and stuff, but really it was like all these artists were on there. Yeah. And, you know, my recollection, you know, kind of, you know, I went to high school in the 90s and then, you know, somewhere high school to college, you know, email, AOL, that kind of stuff all yeah. started coming online. And then you started like finding artists. I don't know when it was in the early 2000s or something on MySpace. Uh, no, of course, there was like this Napster stuff going on at yeah, that, where totally. you download Kazaa, all these things, you're downloading music. So for the first time, like music is really radically changing like how the consumer gets it. Mm -hmm. um, so you've seen the MySpace wave right. at the beginning of your career. Now we're in the like Apple Music, Spotify, like all this stuff. How has all those kind of um, mediums helped you get your music out? And or do you or are there some issues with some of those places as well? Yeah, I mean, it's. There's pros and cons for sure. I mean, I I could see the shift. So I put out my first record on Atlantic. Um, it was kind of as it was like the last hanging on of like CDs and stuff. After that, like people don't buy didn't buy CDs as much. And yeah. I could see the change as like I toured and stuff. People would buy CDs at shows less and less and stuff. Um, yeah, you know, I it's so funny. Um, I mostly buy, like, I got your album here, but I mostly buy albums, mostly of, like, independent artists that, like, I mm -hmm. see it shows, yeah. or that I learn of, you know, or something like that, and I want to, hey, I want to support them, but I want to get their album. Um, a lot of the bigger bands, you know, um, that I see, I tend now not, you know, I, I, okay, I'll listen to it on Spotify, mm -hmm. or now, I just discovered recently Amazon Music through my, you know, Amazon Prime. You can... Yeah so many artists are available and you can actually download them right to your app 
and cool. so they're they can move with you. They're not just like streaming on like mm -hmm. Pandora or something where you've got to like you know pay for all your data kind of being streamed. Yeah. Um, so anyway, I don't know. Like I feel like it's just constantly. I'm just you know you're just discovering new things and, and new music. But yeah. So I mean, what you're saying, like people aren't necessarily buying CDs at shows. But yeah. It's also a lot of ways like artists need to be supported. Yeah, I mean, but at the same time, like Spotify is great for people discovering your music um, and like getting on good playlists and stuff. Like I'm, I have um, the single from my newest album. It's called Finding a Ghost, and it's on this. It's for like the past few months. It's been on this big German playlist and got oh, wow. tons of streams and stuff. And which hopefully will like open the door to tour in Germany and stuff. Which that would be amazing. But at the same time, you get hardly anything for a stream <laughs> yeah i actually use spotify for like just music discovery and then if i find something i really like then i'll usually buy it on vinyl if it's available and listen to that at home nice going back to the vinyl yeah well um i feel like vinyl is making a comeback you yeah, see all definitely. these like record store mm -hmm. uh promotions and things uh so um do you do you now do you do music full-time or do you do anything else i do yeah full-time full-time so uh so you're um you're all in and then uh and and then you know you're you're now in Nashville. So are you playing gigs there, touring? What what's what's your typical kind of month year like? I don't really I don't play in Nashville a ton. Probably I'd estimate since I've been there maybe like four times a year, three, four times a year. Um, which I guess is more than most cities, but I'm not like out. some people there are like out playing at least once a month or something. Um but I definitely have found that it, it makes touring so much better and easier than like living in Florida. You have to drive seven hours just to get to Atlanta. Yeah. Um, but being in Nashville and so like close to a bunch of cities I can do instead of having to be out on the road for like a month for a tour to make sense. I can do like a week in this region and then a week out here, a couple weeks out west or something, which um so what uh what like brought you to Nashville? Was it like the music scene there, or was it what you're saying now? It's kind of the location or some combination. It really was just um, a, a friend of mine who's from Orlando. He and his wife, who I've known forever, um, he kind of talked us into moving up there because we we ended we had like so many friends up there, and uh, my wife ended ended up like once we got the thought in our head like maybe we should move to Nashville. She was like checking in with some different job opportunities up there and was able to get like a better job than she had in Tampa. And so a lot of things just sort of fit together and made sense. Nice. So, um, how many albums have you produced now? Um, I've put out three full length records, um, and probably five EPs at this point. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, and are some of the songs on the EPs on the full length records? Some of them, yeah. yeah but not all. No, yeah. Um, and so your new album just came out last past October called American Wilderness. Yeah. And um, I know we're going to play one of your songs at the end of this podcast, Fighting a Ghost. Tell us uh, about kind of what went into this album and uh, what it's all about. That is, it's the first full length. So I was, I was on Atlantic for six years and then the past three I've been um, independent. And that was the first album I made on my own, like full length record I made on my own, which was exciting and kind of. What, is it, what does that mean on your own? Like what? But like what, putting what? so like choosing my own producer and I. So most, on your own without a label. Right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, and the first album that I wrote all the songs one hundred percent myself. Like I, I wrote a lot of the other stuff on Atlantic, but a lot of it was like co-writes and stuff too. Um, 
which is fine. But like for this album, I wanted it to be pretty like personal and get get into it and get kind of heavy sometimes. And so it was I I was telling somebody last night, I feel like so I put that out about seven years after I put my first record out. And I feel like it was finally like the first album where I put out what I, I did what I was trying to do all along, you know? Um, So when you start out, you're trying to like figure out what you want. Maybe everybody's not like this, but you don't necessarily know what you want your sound to be like or, or how to communicate exactly what you're trying to say. And so it was sort of like, a slow evolution over time and I, with this one I feel like I at least got pretty close to what I've been trying to do. Yeah no it's interesting that you like you kind of uh, alluded to a few minutes ago you've kind of gone like you know I hate to use the word backwards but in, in, a, in almost a reverse um, way of a lot of people so you were picked up like really early yeah by a label mm-hmm. sometimes it takes people it's like the opposite right that yeah label then rec- so so the label found you because of your myspace page is yeah, that what you're much. saying yeah so um what's the guy tom at myspace that we're all friends with <laughs> um uh so anyway um so you can thank tom i guess uh for or, myspace I bet tom is like the last person on myspace he still goes on every day just to see if he has any friend requests <laughs> yeah i was actually thinking about that a few months ago like i wonder if my myspace account is still active i just i don't know when the last time i ever looked at that um but anyway uh, no so that's kind of cool so you so because like i don't know what was it like i mean did you ever feel um i mean it must have been kind of like a great feeling to get picked up by a label so early um and I mean, especially with all those life changes you were having at that yeah. time. But then, um, but did you ever feel kind of like, kind of, um, you know, kind of hamstrung a little bit by the label as, as it went on or, 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 or just what was it? What was, the, what was your kind of evolution to moving to doing something more on your own? Um, so, I mean, overall, my experience with Atlantic was good. Um, there were definitely some things that I look back on and I'm like, oh, like if, if I was, if I was deciding all these things on my own, I would have made different choices and, and things like that. And like the way I feel like they shaped me musically and stuff isn't necessarily what I, now that I've been independent, I'm, I realize like that's not really my thing. And so my music has changed some, or at least I think maybe, maybe it hasn't. Really. Yeah. Um, I mean, I think the new record sounds different and is sort of, um, yeah, its own its own thing. But well, I haven't gotten a chance to listen to the full new record. Um, I uh, I would say that I think some of the songs I knew from you, you know, some years back, um, they probably had a little bit more of a pop, you know, yeah. uh, sound mm-hmm. to them. Whereas I I think with the, some of the ones you played last night that I heard, um, you know, I mean, I mean, I guess I don't know. I hate, I hate these were like the earlier ones were like catchy, uh-huh. you know, they were like the catchy <laughs> things that probably a label's looking to play on the radio. Yeah. Um, and the ones last night were just maybe a little more, um, deeper, I yeah. guess, you know, I, I guess mm-hmm. I don't know how to explain it. No, that's, that's yeah. good. Yeah. So, yeah, well, well, I'll listen to the full album and, and, <laughs> and give you a better, uh, review, uh, later. That'd be great. Um, but, uh, yeah, just last, um, kind of final questions. What, what would, um, so, what would you say to kind of emerging um, musicians, whether they're in, you know, kids in high school or coming up just young um, about, you know, kind of getting a start and what um, what you might recommend to them? Um, keep always be like 
practicing and growing, like not just like practicing your instrument, but trying to grow and push like your own boundaries and stuff and in musically and writing and um, play shows and work on being as good as you can be in front of people. Um, and once you, once you feel like you've got the show thing sort of locked down, try to get a booking agent and get out and yeah, and, and you mentioned uh, a little earlier that, um, you know, you, you kind of consider yourself an introvert, or at yeah. least you did, and, you know, you, you were homeschooled, I don't, not, to, not to put a oh, homeschooler yeah. in the bucket, because I don't think that's necessarily <laughs> true, but, but, uh, but then, you know, you're, but you're up on stage all yeah. the time, you're on stage every night that you're playing, so what, what is that like from your personality? That, I mean, that was, the performance aspect of what I do is definitely the thing that um, came to me the hardest, and... I feel like I'm finally starting like after playing for years now. I don't know. This is probably just me being hard on myself, but I feel like I'm finally starting to be like really comfortable and stuff in front of audiences. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's always like, so, well, you're, you played, when I saw you last night, you played, you know, solo. Mm -hmm. So do you ever play with a full band or any other people on stage? Now? Yeah. Um, and that, I, I kind of like mixing it up. So the last, big tour I did when the record came out I did like a six week nationwide sort of run with the full band um, and then most of this year I'm going to be touring solo acoustic but it, it's kind of fun for me to mix it up because it keeps the songs fresh um, to have to think about them differently and play them differently and um, yeah I, I'm trying to more and more dig into how to not just like simply play a song but how to truly like express it in a different way live than it would be like if you're just listening to the record or something yeah no that's true um it's yeah the lot you know you definitely want that live experience mm -hmm. um you know i just saw i don't know if you're uh familiar with this artist uh people probably hear me talk about him all the time he's one of my favorites johnny lang oh yeah and mm -hmm. that's the one thing i always say about him he's just a great example albums are great Music is great, but it's like the live experience. I mean, those guitar solos. Yeah, he's like a know. blues guy, right? Yeah, blues blues guitarist. So yeah. it's like, especially blues probably has that a little bit more mm -hmm. too. Just the live experience. It's just such more emotional, like, totally. and all. I think like when you go there, you're just like, wow. So I don't know if you've been able to kind of tap into that. Um, yeah, I mean, I'm not 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 nearly a, not, the not Johnny Lang. Johnny Lang. <laughs> I just mean the emotional yeah. uh, side of things. Uh, of capturing like the audience and um, you know I know last sure. night it was kind of a small little uh -huh. club but um, you know what kind of like venues are you is that the typical type of venue you're playing it really it depends yeah. on the city and like like I can play like my best city is Minneapolis and my draw there would be probably like 250 300 people um, and then sometimes you're in Orlando on a Monday night and there's 20 people there if yeah <laughs> but um, it just depends on the night of the week and the city really yeah, well, we hope to get more people uh, out for your uh, future Orlando yeah, shows. <laughs> I, I mean, after all, you were born in Orlando. We're going to uh, to bring more people out. But it yeah, it was Mon it was the, Monday night. It would help if the venue didn't make put me on at like eleven thirty on a Monday. Yeah, it was eleven thirty on a Monday night. <laughs> I was only there to see you and JD really. Um, so and there was like two opening bands. I mean, yeah. everything started pretty late. So. Um, but no, it's, uh, you know, hopefully we'll, we'll get you back here, uh, where you were born and, you know, who knows, maybe we'll, um, persuade you one day to come back and move back to Florida. Um, but it <laughs> sounds so. like it's you're like, off the table, sounds like you're liking the Nashville life, but, do, but you are adjusting really to, uh, you know, seasons there, right? Yeah. People in Florida, like that moved down here from up North would always talk about how they miss seasons. And I, 
was like whatever seasons it's we get like the good like summer season all the time here but like now that I've experienced it and see like all that I don't know there's something kind of magical about the changes and seeing like winter turn to spring and it actually inspired some songs on American Wilderness. Oh, awesome. Yeah, and I think it's got to be different for somebody who's never experienced it, too. Like, if you've mm-hmm. grown up your whole life with seasons, you're used to it, but then all of a sudden yeah. you're like, you walk into it, you're like, oh, wow, this is, like, something completely different. So, um, well, we are going to, uh, uh, you know, any last thoughts uh, or any last comments you want to make before we uh, close this out? Uh, I mean, you know, check out the music. If you like it, then check out a show sometime. Is it a website? MattHires.com. Everything, social media, website is all just... Yeah, Matt so just Hires. Google, Facebook, yeah. Spotify, whatever. But buy his music, don't just Spotify. But Spotify <laughs> first if you want. Matt Hires. Uh, thanks, Matt, for being on the Agents of Innovation podcast. Thank you. Um, we're going to play um, the first track from your new album. It's uh, The album is American Wilderness, but the, the track here is uh, Fighting a Ghost. Uh, you want to tell us a little bit to set the song up here? Yeah, this was one that sort of kicked off the um, the whole batch of songs for the new album. I was kind of, I was kind of unsure of where I wanted to go like lyrically with all of these new songs and I I sort of I I ended up making almost a concept album accidentally like it's it's about um, life and society and spirituality and all these different aspects of um, kind of the at least my um, American experience. Well, great. Well, thanks, Matt Hires, for being on the Agents of Innovation podcast, and we'll now uh, listen to uh, Fighting a Ghost. Thanks, Matt. Thank you. What do you say when your heart's not in it? What do you do when there's no beginning how do you start when you've forgotten how to finish or how to be free again or what the word even meant give me something to gonna change when you finally find them wandering lost in an american wilderness of checkout magazines imax movie screens chain restaurants and goddamn coffee shops give me something to
I could use a new, could use a new beginning 